Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 292. Thoughts and feelings don't take you away from presence. They are presence. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode was inspired by something that um, I hear a lot, something along the lines of, I just need these thoughts or these feelings or this stress or whatever it might be to settle or to go away so that I can be present. So as I say that, um, even as I say that, and I know I want to talk about it and really look at that, there's a there's something about that statement that just feels so familiar and so kind of like, well, yeah, of course, of course, we want we want the busyness, the added energy, whatever, to settle so that we can feel present. But let's really look at this um, because it's rooted in some beliefs and assumptions and I would say misunderstandings. So the the first kind of piece of that, I need this stuff to go away basically so I can feel present. Like what, what is present? What does that mean? And maybe something comes to mind for you as I ask that, you know, we can look and see, we're all going to have slightly different ideas of what it means to be present. And those ideas are going to change moment to moment. But I think there's probably also um, some real consensus based on conditioning and what we've learned about presence and what we what we've heard about presence, maybe what we've experienced in the past. So this state of presence, I mean, again, look for you and see because it could be totally different. Um, but I think it's probably really influenced for most of us by what we've heard about meditation and mindfulness, which tend to be described as some kind of transcendent state where only some, this is how I would say it, only some experience is allowed. So transcendent, even just just the definition of that word, it's transcending something. It's leaving something behind. Something is not allowed to come with. <laughs> and in this case, it's thoughts and feelings for the most part. So again, I'm I'm saying this very broadly and kind of um, generalizing, but a lot of meditation, a lot of those types of practices do have this flavor of we're going to quiet the mind, thought is not okay here, or they again, they might not say it like that, but the idea is we don't want a lot of thought, we want to transcend, we're going to find some different state other than what is here right now, and that is the goal. And that is maybe something we think of as presence. So maybe for you, presence feels like it's quiet or it feels like it's grounded or peaceful or whatever, whatever. But either way, look at that because those are just all ideas. They're ideas that maybe are very shared and that are, were not yours to begin with, that were given to you. But if, if you believe that presence is like that, well, that's a belief. And if we believe that that is what presence is, what, like, or, or even that presence is a good thing, like what, what even is this thing called presence that we want to get to? 
there's all kinds of stuff even behind that of, of what it means to be present and why we should be present more. And again, lots out there that is contributed to that, I'm sure. But just take a look at that for yourself and see what your assumptions and your beliefs are um, kind of wrapped up in that. So just on the topic of meditation that seeks to kind of, or any practices that seek to sort of transcend um, you know, I think people will do what feels good to them. They'll do what makes sense to them. Um, and that's totally fine. And if there's some practice that's like trans transcendental that has helped you, obviously transcendental meditation is one of the most, probably the most popular form of meditation. And apparently it's helped a lot of people. People love it. Or they're just doing it because they think it's helping them get somewhere. I don't know. Probably a combination. <laughs> but if that, if you love it, if it's great for you, awesome. Of course, always. But just consider kind of this other side. I mean, I, I, to me, there's something about transcending that feels very kind of um, like it's excluding, like it's picking and choosing. Like again, some experience is better and some is worse. And and anything, and again, this is just for me personally, anything that tries to shut out certain things, um, especially thought, that tries to quiet the mind, I, I might just be really bad at it, but I've never even close to like feel like I've achieved anything in that regard. Um, the more I try to quiet the mind or, I don't know, it just doesn't, it just seems to always backfire. And I don't think I'm alone in that. So I just want to point out there there are other ways like, you know, we can do all kinds of things that lead us straight into experience. And again, I'm not saying this is better or worse, but just know there's another side to that. Meditation doesn't have to be about transcending anything. We can just, there's something Adi Ashanti talks about. I think he calls it natural meditation um, or true meditation. I think there's a, a book on that, but it's, kind of the opposite of the transcending approach. It's like just being there and just being curious about every single thing that floats by, every single thing that arises, just making space for it, like just watching it. I don't know, even that's too much because it creates a sense of separation, but just a full immersion basically in anything that's showing up. So that's I would call that presence. I mean, that's incredibly um, present and possible and might have a lot of benefits. Something else that I think is kind of behind this idea that thoughts and feelings are taking me away from presence is that this is what a mind says. <laughs> like this is kind of in a sense what what thought is doing, how the mind is keeping us kind of hooked and disassociated and identified with it, um, is it would for sure say this kind of thing. Like it, it's it's talking and skimming and it's always, there's always a flavor of, or often a flavor of not this. Like, no, this isn't presence. This isn't good enough. This isn't it. But, but somewhere else is, if you can just quiet the mind, the mind says, or if you can just calm these feelings, or if you can just settle down, or if you can just transcend, then you'll be there. That flavor of not this is just ex exactly the flavor of a mind. It's just a flavor of thought. That's, that's just how thought sounds. 
is a negating, a not this, a maybe someday, uh, you know, don't look here, but look over there. That that's just that's just what thought does. So the whole the whole way that this is kind of uh, feels kind of bypassy, feels kind of like oh, these thoughts and feelings are in the way of my presence. They just need to get out of here and go away and then I'll be okay. You know, I mean, that's just so, so familiar, isn't it? Of of almost all thought. But, and I've talked about this a lot lately, if we really look at that, that has to be thought. And it, And that is rooted in all kinds of assumptions that are not in your direct experience at all. So in your direct experience, thought is saying, no, this isn't it, but something else is. Well, where is that something else? Oh, it's this idea of presence. Okay, so the idea of presence is another thought. It's nowhere to be found. It's just thought reflecting thought reflecting thought. Thought saying, this isn't okay, but there's this other thing that is. Well, where is that other thing? Well, it's only in thought, this idea of some perfect presence that doesn't invite thought and feeling in. And it's just such a joke because that's a thought itself. So nothing is hidden. There is no like secret place we're trying to get to. That has to be a mind creating these ideas and concepts. All there is is what's actually here in this moment. So what's here in this moment is is what is fully being in what's here in this moment whatever that even means but like let's like look toward it instead of trying to push it away this full immersion and what is actually here what could be more presence than that that is presence to what is actually here in reality otherwise we can just bounce around in some ideas of some other state of presence that isn't that we don't see, we don't feel, but mind can talk about it. It can be some, you know, some vague concept or some memory. But but here's the thing. Here's kind of the litmus test that I think is really helpful. How you'll sort of have a sense of are you fully immersing in what's here or is there a lot of bouncing around and thought about some other place and some hidden time and some memories and whatever. Is Is there's this real feeling, again, you might not hear it in these words, but a feeling of yes or no. When we're, when we're meeting life as it is, just full-on immersion, curiosity, okay, like, let me see what this is. I'm, I'm right here. Again, to me, I can't imagine more present, anything more present than that. But it just has a feeling of yes, doesn't mean you love it. It doesn't mean doesn't mean any of that. But it's not avoiding. It's not trying to move away from. It's not telling a story about how things will be better later. It's just yes, 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 yes. It's just, it's so simple. It's like, it's simpler. It's before the yes, even. It's just like, okay, here we are. <laughs> this is it. And on the flip side, there can be a, a real feeling and check this for yourself because I know we all know exactly what this feeling feels like of no. Don't want this too much, too little, need more, need less, like it, don't like it. All of that is a no. 
this shouldn't be here. More of that should be here. All of that is the, is the, in the spirit of no. So, so anything that feels like distraction, that feels like jumping to something else, don't want to feel this feeling, all habits, all rationalizations that happen in thought, any practice that we're doing in the hopes of transcending, all of that has, if you look and see for yourself, it has this feeling of no behind it. And this can be really hard to see because a lot of those things look very good. Like the mind can make them seem like they're really good things. Like, oh, you don't feel good? Go do yoga. Everyone would say that's a good idea. You don't feel good? Go meditate. Everyone would say that's a good idea. But you'll know. Look closely and you'll see. Does that practice, as healthy as it might be, however we're defining that, does that feel like a yes or does it feel like a no? Does it have a spirit, an energy behind it of... I don't want this, so I'm going to do that instead. And it's not to like please this. It's fine. Like we do that stuff all the time, all the time. But it's good to know. It's good to know. So people often see this um, in some some ways that maybe it's a little bit easier to see. Obviously, up front, like like people people notice like, oh, I'm eating and I'm not hungry. I just grabbed my phone 20 times in the last half hour and there's nothing there that needs to be seen. Like there's some of that stuff pops out and and you can, it's, and it can be really subtle, but you can kind of start to notice that and get a feel for like all of that has this feeling of no, like not this, not this, something else. Give me another feeling. And again, I say these things and there's nothing wrong with any of that. This is this is what humans do, especially mind-identified humans, which is most of us. So this is going to happen. It's happening all the time. But it's cool to see it. It's good to know. It's, it's awesome to wake up to that and be like, wow, look, what if, what if I don't have to do that this time? Not never again, but just right now. What if I can just sit here and feel this boredom or restlessness or whatever this energy, whatever my mind is calling this energy, rather than do those things. And look, I heard someone talk about this once and I just loved how she talked about it, how she went through this phase where it just occurred to her, it wasn't this big mission, but it just occurred to her, she was in a lot of seeking and just feeling really exhausted by constantly seeking, seeking, looking, looking for something. And and she decided, I guess, or it just sort of became obvious to her, like, okay, if I'm going to stop this seeking I'm going to stop seeking. <laughs> like, like I have to, I am just going to fully be in anything that shows up. And that means all of these practices, even the ones that look really good and look really innocent on the surface, I'm just going to be really open to what's really going on there. And I'm not going to do that stuff. So she even stopped doing things like, like when she would feel uncomfortable calling a friend, stuff like that. Just, and again, I'm not saying to do this, but for her, it was like, no, I'm, I want to be done with this. I want to see what life actually is without me constantly seeking to get somewhere else or to bring some other feeling about. So she stopped doing things that, that 
most of the world would call healthy and smart and helpful and all of that, just just for the exercise, just like for the experiment of seeing what happens when she when she isn't running all the time. So it's kind of like that, you know, just be curious about what's behind what's going on. Is it a yes or is it a no? Nothing needs to settle so that we can be present. Nothing needs to change to be present. All we have to do, which is extremely simple and so hard sometimes, is just be in this. <laughs> like it's just right here. It's just showing up and then it's gone and then it's showing up and then it's gone. It's, it's not being in anxiety. It's not being in depression. Those are ideas. Everything's coming and going. It's just being fully in whatever's showing up and just checking it out and seeing if we can be in it without this inclination to run, to get somewhere else. And if that inclination shows up, then you just be in that inclination. This is what it feels like to want to run. Okay, cool. That's presence. Everything is presence. Like this is all, it's all right here for us. There is no other secret closet where presence is packed away. It's just straight in through whatever's showing up. Join me for a brand new six-week course called Exploring the Me and My Life Perspective. We'll examine how me and my life is a point of view we're conditioned into. A point of view that posits there is a me separate from life having a life. There are many fascinating aspects of this perspective that we'll explore, such as evidence for a separate me, choice and doership, other people, and fully immersing in the senses as a way to explore this point of view. We'll explore in a small group with video lessons, group calls, and a private forum. Go to dramyjohnson.com slash me and my life to see all the details. And as a bonus, I'm giving away a private one-hour coaching session to the first few people who register. I hope to see you there. Would you like to be part of a supportive, loving community of like-minded people exploring the big questions in life? Would you like a place you can turn for personal support on anything you're struggling with at any time and get support from several certified change coaches? For the first time ever, my incredible Little School of Big Change community is now open to anyone, even if you haven't been through the six-week Little School of Big Change course. It's a place to see how things like anxiety, doubt, habits, and insecurities are actually incredible gifts. They're here to wake you up. To join us in this community, please go to dramyjohnson.com slash the community.